Welcome to ICU, a podcast where we advocate that compassion and connection save lives. They also make life pretty cool. I'm your host, Julie Lee. ICU, let's be friends. Welcome to ICU, storybook series number two, bonus episode. This is a special series I do where I highlight stories that show compassion and connection because I love learning through stories and story time, both with my kids and when I was a teacher, my favorite time of day. I am especially ecstatic to have my super cool... Why are you pausing? (laughs) I was going to use a different word. My super cool husband, Rob, has agreed to be on here and he is so excited to be here. How do we know each other, Rob? How much time do you got? I got a couple minutes, but not much more. So we went to BYU, and I have a friend from that year before who said, hey, I've got a really cute roommate. You should meet her. So I said, well, of course, I'm always down with meeting cute girls, of course. So then somehow you got invited to my apartment, not by me. Rude. And you walked in, and my friend turned and said, hey, that's my roommate. And so you said, hi. I said, oh, hi, how's it going? That was pretty much it. Because we were watching a movie. (laughs) And then I told your roommate, my friend, yeah, she is really cute. Then we got really, really close. We're friends and stuff. You were really attracted to me, but you wouldn't admit it for a very long time. (laughs) And then finally you did admit it, and you broke up with me. (laughs) Then I convinced you somehow to date me again. Then you break up with me. And then... I think it was Christmas time. We were on a trip together. I think you really liked me. I really liked you. Then you broke up with me. <laughs> and then I think I gave you an ultimatum. Yeah, you did give me an ultimatum. I said, stop breaking up with me. <laughs> we don't have to get married this instant. We don't even have to get married at all. There's no pressure. But stop breaking up with me. <laughs> yeah. And then you sealed the deal by being like, you got to make a choice, girl. Because I will get over you. That's exactly If you, you break up with me again. Yep. And that's what And you're like, wow, me. that's attractive. And I said, really? Let's get married. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's hot. A man that says he'll get over me. That's so great. Weird, right? I like that you were like an independent man, though. You were okay on your own. You weren't like, I'm going to jump in front of a train if you break up with me. Like, I just appreciate your steadiness and consistency. Yeah. So you want the real story and not the Cliff Notes version. You'll probably have to ask us in person. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to want to hear more Because it's a long story. A long, patient story. But it was great. I like the ending. Yeah, Rob great. lots of patience. You know, it's huh? cute. Two cute little babies. Yeah, they're way cute. This is our date night, which is funny. And this is like exactly what Rob would choose for a date night, I think. Right, babe? No. I think the podcast's great, but this is not my thing. Rob is super cool. And you can learn a lot about Rob just by looking at his Spotify list, I think. And that he does not care what people think. Because, so Rob's from... Don't judge me. (laughs) Rob's from a suburb outside of Philadelphia. So he definitely has like some... What's the word for it? Pizzazz? <laughs> That's it. Um, in his music taste. So he, if you look at a Spotify list, you'll have something like Chris Brown and Jay-Z, and then you'll have Pocahontas, Colors of the Wind come next. So Both I, very good songs. He is no respecter of music. Well, I should say you're no respecter of who produces the music. You just like good music. So Rob will listen to anything. Rob's really cool like that. He's... Just really cool. Rob, tell us about how you're... (laughs) 
Anyways, that's one of the first things that attracted to me about Rob, though, is that he is all him, and he has never tried to be anybody but himself. He's all him. He loves basketball and baseball, and he's super good at basketball, but he is also an accountant guy who's really good at yeah, numbers. Don't judge me. <laughs> And he's just like not someone, he's just someone where what you see is what you get and you kind of just never know what to expect. Just barely before we started this, kind of to get some of his wiggles out, he had me record him singing Never Say Never by Justin Bieber. And I played Jaden Smith. So you just never know with Rob. He's always... Never say never. He's always doing something crazy. <laughs> and that's why he's perfect for me. You're perfect for me, babe. Mm. Aw. So great. This is a moment. Okay, so uh, just a couple random things. What is your favorite ice cream, Rob? I actually don't know if I know this. Mint chocolate chip. I guess I did know that. What do you like to do in your free time, Rob? I like to play with my kids. I like to hang out with Julie, which is pretty great too. Mm -hmm. I like to play basketball. I like baseball. That's really fun, especially softball. Yeah, we need to do softball. In the spring and summertime. Mm -hmm. It's pretty great. I like to watch movies. Hopefully we'll be able to watch a movie after we record this podcast. Yep, that's your reward. Avatar. We get to watch. Yep, we the, get to watch. I see you. I know. your first podcast. I might cry watching it now with all the history of the I See You podcast. We'll see. You might cry right. watching it, let's be honest. Julie likes to say that I'm really emotional. I'm really not. <laughs> Just ask anyone in our church. Just kidding. I might cry from time to time. All right, so let's get into it. Storybooks. We both had chosen a book that we wanted to do for the episode tonight. We read our books to our kids tonight for story time. And the kids weren't listening the entire time. They were kind of looking at their own books. Yeah, Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> yeah, Sam was it. That was more interesting. Um, our three and two-year-old. But we were into our books, so that's good because we're going to talk about them today. So, Rob, let's have you start off with your book. Tell us the name, the title, and why you chose it and stuff. Okay. You Are Special by Max Lucado. Sounds Italian. And I chose this book because I think it illustrates exactly what I want my kids to feel like. You are special. It's about the Wemmicks. They're little wooden people, and they go around all day giving stars if you do good things, or gray dots if you do things they don't like. And there's one Wemmick who is named Punchinello. Almost sounds like he's a punching bag with Pinocchio Punchinello. And he wasn't very good at anything. He would try to do things that other good Wemmicks could do, and he'd fall and he'd get a gray dot, or he would try and say something and not say it right and get a gray dot. He pretty much only got gray dots. That made him feel like he wasn't a good one person, and the other Wemmicks started to say he wasn't a good one person. So he started to believe them, which is sad. Then he met someone who didn't have any gray dots or stars, and he was asking this Wemmick, how did you do that? And she said, well, I talked to Eli the woodcarver. Are you going to do the special voices like you did with the kids? If you're lucky. We'll see. Maybe don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for one. Anyway, then Punchinella said, would he even want to see me? But eventually he got the courage, he went there, and he almost turned around, and Eli said, Punchinello? That's because he had a deep and strong voice, the book says. And then Punchinello stopped and turned around and said, You know my name? That's because he's small and kind of wimpy looking. Dorky. You make him sound kind of dorky. Those were the voices. So, yeah. <laughs> so they talk, and it comes down to Eli says, I don't care what the other one makes sense. And the reason why your friend didn't have any stars or dots 
was because I told her that she's important no matter what. And I don't care what the other Wemmicks think because I made you. And that's why you're important and special. So that's what I want our kids to think is it doesn't matter. They're important just because they're our kids. Yes. Agreed. So how does that book relate to seeing someone with compassion and connection, would you say? You can see who they really are. And we're all the same. And we're Wemmicks or we're humans. And... It really doesn't matter what other people think. If they think that's good, a star, or if it's bad, a gray dot, we're still just the same. We can do different things, and that makes us equally the same to our God or our parents or whoever that is. You're just special because you're you. Oh, and I actually have to say, Rob, you are special. I actually read my second graders that every first day of school. Because they are special. Because I wanted them to know how special they are. It's true. Um, So good choice on your part. All right. Should I do my book now? Yes. Okay. And can I note, tonight when we read it, Julie cried, not me. <laughs> Rob so is really saying, happy you say I always am this emotional marshmallow. <laughs> hey, proof is in the pudding. Just saying. I know, you cried tonight, right? <laughs> oh, I did. This book gets me, oh, the last page kills me every time. So this is one of my very favorite story books. My book is Thank You, Mr. Falker by Patricia Polacco. Patricia Polacco is an incredible writer and artist. She does both, which is kind of rare for a a children's author to also be the illustrator. She's so talented. The reason I chose this book is I think it's an incredible story of compassion specifically, uh, also connection, but the compassion shared in it is just, well, you'll see. It's very special. So in Thank You, Mr. Falker, you meet a little girl named Trisha, and her family has a very rich heritage of loving books and reading. But Trisha finds out pretty quickly, starts out in kindergarten, that she isn't like everybody else. She has kind of a harder time grasping onto reading and letters and numbers. And as she starts getting into, she starts advancing through the grades, like in first grade, she still isn't reading, even though, you know, her family says in first grade, you're going to read, you'll do it. She's still not reading very well, and she starts to feel different. She says she begins to feel dumb. And the harder the words get for her, the more she does what she is really good at, which is drawing. She loves to draw. And she has a very close relationship with her grandmother during this time. Her grandparents, they actually pass away. And that makes things even harder for Trisha as she's in school and struggling. She doesn't have them to talk to anymore. So reading really just becomes torture. And as she gets into higher math, she's trying to line numbers up and add them. But it says, when Trisha tried, the numbers looked like stacks of blocks, wobbly and ready to fall. She just knew that she was done. So then she happens to move, and she's moving to California. She's actually kind of excited because she says, maybe, though, the teachers and kids in her new school wouldn't know how dumb she was. This poor girl. I know we've all had moments in our life where we've just felt like we were dumb or we were stupid. At the new school, though, it's just the same. When she tried to read, she stumbled over words. The k-k-cat ran. She was reading like a baby in the third grade, and when her teacher read along with them and called on Trisha for an answer, she gave the wrong answer every time. Hey, dummy, a boy called out to her on the playground. How come you are so dumb? Other kids stood near him and they laughed. Trisha could feel the tears burning in her eyes. So now something kind of life-changing happens. She starts fifth grade. There's a brand new teacher, and his name is Mr. Falker. He's different than the other teachers, it says, because he doesn't seem to like the kids who are the cutest or the smartest or the best at something. He notices Trisha and her incredible ability to draw. So it says he stands behind her whenever she's drawing and he says, this is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Do you know how talented you are? 
and he shows the other kids, he says, you know, he shows them and he says, look how talented this girl is. The kids in her class kind of stop giving her a hard time, but there's one specific student named Eric and he finds ways to still bully her. He calls her things like Toad and he tries to scare her by hiding and jumping out in front of her. So she finds this strategy that if she, before recess starts, if she asks to go to the bathroom, then she can go hide. And then she doesn't have to be there during recess and have people call her stupid or ugly. That works for her for a little while, but eventually Eric finds her secret hiding place and he comes and he starts yelling at her. Luckily, Mr. Falker's just around the corner and he hears what's going on and he grabs Eric and he takes him to the principal's office. And he says to Trisha, what was he teasing you about, little one? And she just says, I don't know, because the truth is she thinks that Mr. Falker believes she can read because she's been fooling teachers for years. She learns to memorize what the other kids next to her are reading, or she waits for the teacher to help her with a sentence and then she'll say the same thing. And so she doesn't think he even knows that she can't read. So one day he asks her to stay after school and help wash the, the blackboards. He puts on music and he, he brings out sandwiches even for them while they work. And he says, let's play a game. I'm going to shout out letters and you write them on the board with the wet sponge as fast as you can. A, he shouts. She wipes a watery A. Eight, he shouts. She makes a watery eight. Fourteen, three, D, M, Q. He keeps shouting these and quizzing her. Well, Tricia looks at the board when she's done and it's a watery mess. She knows that none of the letters she wrote or the numbers she drew look like they should. So she throws the sponge down and she runs. But he catches her and this is what he says to her. And this, I feel like, is such a great example of compassion. He says, you poor baby... You think you're dumb, don't you? How awful for you to be so lonely and afraid. She sobbed. But little one, don't you understand? You don't see letters or numbers the way other people do. And you've gotten through school all this time and fooled many, many good teachers. He smiles at her. That took cunning and smartness and such, such bravery. And this is my favorite part. He says, we're going to change all that, girl. You are going to read. I promise you that. He said, girl, we're going to change all that, girl. He said, girl, the way you would say it. (laughs) So slowly, he starts working with her, her and her reading teacher after school, and she starts being able to read a few words at a time and then a sentence, and then she reads a paragraph, and it's amazing. And she goes home, and she hugs this book that her grandparents gave her, and she thinks about her heritage of reading and love for books that she has in her family, and she knows that she is now part of that because she's able to read. And I'm going to read you part of the last page because I think it's so powerful. The rest of the year became an odyssey of discovery and adventure for the little girl. She learned to love school. I know because that little girl was me, Patricia Polacco. I saw Mr. Falker again some 30 years later at a wedding. I walked up to him and introduced myself. At first he had difficulty placing me. Then I told him who I was and how he had changed my life so many years ago. He hugged me and asked me what I did for a living. Why, Mr. Falker? I answered, I make books for children. Thank you, Mr. Falker. Thank you. The truth is, seeing someone, it only takes one person to see somebody and to change their life completely around. And so this book, Thank You, Mr. Falker by Patricia Polacco, I think is a perfect example of not just seeing someone that struggles and maybe offering, you know, a word of advice and walking by or avoiding them altogether. But he he gets in the business, right? He finds out what's going on with you and he, he finds a way to help change her life. He looks her in the face while she's crying. He doesn't just avoid her like we do sometimes when we're uncomfortable. Anyway, so those are our two books for today. Podcast audience, Julie's great. I think she's doing great things. I love you, babe. Who's not going to be on here? I don't know, but I love you. Love you. All right, Rob. Thanks for being on Storybook Series 2 with us. You're welcome. You're all special. They really are, huh? Sure are. Everybody is. Yep. And that still does make you special. Sounds like it means you're not special, but you are special. 
True that. How was your experience on the podcast? Are you going to come back? If we're lucky. Let's see if you can know. cram it into your schedule. Guys, Julie's just better at this than me. <laughs> you'll bring honor to this podcast. <laughs> you'll bring you'll bring honor to us. I didn't think it. But that's okay. I'm special my own way. Yes, you are. You're the best. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. All right. Well, if you want Rob back on the podcast, because I have all sorts of things that I need Rob to talk about. Uh, maybe comment or send me a message and maybe we can peer pressure or I'll talk one on one with whoever wants to talk it's true alright but maybe I will I don't know okay thanks for joining us for this fun storybook series 2 bonus episode I'll have another one coming soon you'll just have to wait and see okay see you guys bye never say never 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 give it up yeah, I will never say never. Never say yet. Never, never say yet. I will fight forever. Okay. When I'm in it, I wanna earn it. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up, 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 and never say never. Never say yet. Never say never. Never say yet. Never say never. Never say yet. Never say never.